You're listening to Ricky and Jimmy on Relationships, the show where we uncover the thoughts and behaviors that are sabotaging your relationship and what you can do about it. Jimmy and I are passionate about sharing the ways that imperfect partners like you and I can shift unhealthy relational dynamics and create closeness. So welcome, drop your defenses and open your heart, eyes and ears. Let's learn how to be the best partner we can be together. This is the intro. We're here. Okay. This, okay, is this is episode eight. I think this is eight. Yeah. I think this All is All right. Eight. Today we have a very uh, sensitive topic. Very um, sensitive. If Hey, mom, if you're listening, turn it off right now. She listens sometimes. Just and turn it off. Yeah. Your mom is sensitive. also dealing with this topic. Um, so if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't already know, um, we're talking about um, how in most of the time, in our, in my opinion, and you would probably agree with this, most of the time there is a mismatch in sex drives with mm-hmm. partners. I think um, you said earlier, and I want to throw this out here for everyone, it's probably like height. The chances that you are the exact same height as your partner are nil, right? There's right. probably yep. always somebody who's going to be a little bit taller, a yeah. little bit more in so, the mood more often. Yeah. So what we want to talk about is just kind of uh, hashing out everything surrounding that, um, what can be done about that, what mm-hmm. can't be done about that, just certain things that um, might help validate you and or give you some tools to navigate that tricky area that everyone seems to <laughs> find yeah. themselves in. Absolutely. And um, and maybe to help everybody feel like like it's normal. Right. I know. I know when I was struggling with this in the past, I thought that the world was like a big Disney movie and everybody was perfectly lined up and happy. And and I was the only one having trouble with it. And I really, truly think it's it's probably just far more common that people are having a mismatch and not knowing what to do about it. Very much so. And and as we know, that that can create a massive amount of disconnection Mm. or conflict divorce. You know, yeah, yeah, sometimes it, it's a relationship deal breaker for people when they can't figure out how to solve it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I want to talk about and get your opinion on, on which I don't think it's going to be, I think you're just going to agree with me, but um, <laughs> is that we need to emphasize that there isn't a partner that's right and wrong on this. Great point. That's a really great, I'm glad we you often said forget that. that. Yeah. Here's the reason we often forget it because so often later in relationships, um, when there's a lot more emotional charge in it, mm-hmm. we can label our partner as wrong for wanting more sex, or we can label the other partner as cold for mm-hmm. not really having a desire. So yeah. as always, Ricky and I want to stay away from the labels that we put on our partners in our heads. Yeah. Would yeah. You agree with that? Um, no, a hundred percent. I think, um, I think right now at this point in the episode, if you're listening, um, take a moment to tell yourself that whether you are, whether you identify as a high drive partner or a low drive partner, it's okay. Yeah. I know yeah. that's easier said than done, but we're telling you right now that wherever you land on that spectrum, it's okay. And it's normal. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to re- to talk about was that the that emotional charge of it. Um, I believe that um, when we label, especially men, when you when it, I would say I don't know the exact stats, but I would say I don't know. I would say most of the time it might not be. You, I think you that's might, safe. I don't know the statistics the time, either, but I think that's safe. 
yeah. men are the high drive partner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I would so say most say... of the time women are probably the lower drive partner. But that's but. not to say that no. it's not like 95%, no. 5%. It's, no. it's closer We're talking to 50, 65, 50 than you think. Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. So there's still a ton of people that are absolutely. dealing with this on both sides. So, mm-hmm. um, However, I wanted to say one thing mm-hmm. about if you're the if the high drive partner is the male and the low drive partner is the female and you're kind of deeper into the relationship and you're kind of looking at your at the guy and thinking you're kind of putting that label on him that he's wrong to want it so much i think that's not what you're really upset about i think what you're really mad about isn't that they desire you you're not mad that they want you sexually mm-hmm. you're mad because you feel neglected and you don't feel like they care i think mm-hmm. at the root cause of it so we always need to remember that we're not we're not really mad that they want sex more. That's not mm-hmm. really why you're upset. Mm-hmm. You're upset because you're feeling something else. You're feeling neglected or you're feeling unappreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and may I add to yeah. for men who are the lower drive partner, um, sometimes you're also dealing with shame over not wanting it enough. That might oh, like goodness, be a direct yes. attack on your masculinity. You might feel like your woman doesn't respect you because you're not a super high drive guy. Um, because and of the label most of us because of put on men as being mm-hmm. more sexual. So yeah. she's, you know, yeah. she might and, be um, unintentionally oh, shaming you. Totally. Yeah. She might. Yeah. yeah. Um, great time for us to also throw in that if you're a high drive girl, uh, you might have been, you mm. might have been, I see, I want to be delicate with this. If you're a high drive lady, you may have been labeled a slut at some point. Yes. I hate to yep. even use that word, but it's a word that's, you know, it's a yeah. hurtful word. Some women find it empowering. Some women find it hurtful. Um, yeah. We want to stay away from labels like that because Absolutely. Um, there's really, it's really, really, truly no right or wrong way to be high or low drive man or woman. There's all types of both. So Yeah. And then I just want to say, I'm sure I will have to repeat this, but I just want to reiterate that I don't ever want you to do something that you don't feel like doing. Um, yeah. I know that gets tricky. There's a little bit of a gray area there that maybe we can talk about later. But It does get if, tricky. But. but if you don't want to do something, I'm never going to tell you that you should do that thing. So yeah, um, same. I guess you've heard if it's not an enthusiastic yes, then it's a no. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we can, we can extrapolate that more just to see like, you know, because <laughs> I know that it gets pretty complex when you get into a situation, a long-term relationship situation where there's all these emotions attached to it. And there's all these feelings of, well, you know, am I wrong to not give to my high drive? There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of complexity there. Even when you said that just now, can you feel all the higher drive partners like recoiling in horror? Like, well, now they're (laughs) never going to if they, right. But we've got solutions for you guys. We have some tips. We have some ideas on what you can do. Absolutely. Most uh, Jimmy and I are not, um, we're not counselors, we're not therapists, and we're definitely not sex researchers. So I would like to say that this is not necessarily our area of expertise by a long shot, but we are both really interested in the subject. Uh, We like to read about it. We like to think about it. So that's what we're going to be giving you guys today. Um, My favorite book of all time is Emily Nagoski's Come As You Are. Thank you, Jimmy. And yes, for the yes. people that are look or watching, they can see he's holding the book up. Um, yeah. And the um, cover would make my mom blush. But 
And the title name, I actually tried to tell her I was reading that once, and she was like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. <laughs> um, but That's I awesome. got to say, it's my favorite book on on the just the subject of how humans feel about sex and how they engage in it. And it's, oh, she's just, she's a talented writer. It's funny. It's very smart. Um, she's a, a re she is a sex researcher and a, just an amazing writer. So anyway, um, the book talks about the two system mechanism for sexual drive. Emily Nagoski talks about the two system mechanism. So let me get sciencey for a second. Uh, first, she talks about the SES, which stands for the Sexual Excitation System. And then she talks about the SIS, the Sexual Inhi Inhibition System. So uh, now I'm, now I'm going to take my science hat off and I'm going to translate that a little bit. Your Sexual Excitation System, uh, think of yourself like a car. The Excitation System is your gas pedal. This, these are the things that make us feel sexy, want to engage in sexual activity. Um, the sexual inhibition system is our brakes. Um, and to, to just to add a little further complexity to it, she said people either have a very sensitive gas pedal, meaning it doesn't take much to rev them up, or they have kind of a stuck gas pedal. It's really hard to step on that thing and get us excited. Alternate, um, in the same way, our brake can also be very sensitive or less mm. sensitive. And so uh, what a fantastic way to think about it. Now now think about yourself, listener. Um, is, it, is it kind of difficult for you to get turned on or want to engage in sexy time? That might be a problem with your, it could be a problem with a very what am I trying to say? I'm butchering this, Jimmy. No, you're it doing could, a great job. <laughs> it could be that your gas pedal is difficult to step on, or yep. it could be your that your brake is very sensitive. Yep. So, can we launch one. into some helpful, just to, whether it's just validation or mm -hmm. or just information? But can we talk about some factors that affect people's drives? Yes. Because oh, I, good. I, Look, I, this I, is flowing naturally. Let's do that. Absolutely. Let's talk about I, things that I think you're talking about. Things that might depress the brake pedal, right? Absolutely. Or okay. just make it hard or just make the, or just make the gas a lot stickier. You're sure. Um, okay. <laughs> either one. But here's some good ones I want you to I want you to mull over. Um, stress. Okay. Yes. Stress is obviously a massive um, hindrance when it comes to Huge. Um, our drives. So these are just things that we need to be paying attention to in ourselves. This isn't just about sex drives. You should be paying attention. Your, your stress levels affect your relationship as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if this is true or how much you would agree with this, but I feel like oftentimes our sexual relationship, that doesn't just mean intercourse, but our sexual right. relationship with our partner um, is a pretty good indicator of the overall strength, health, depth of the relationship. Yeah. I would, would you completely, say so? I would completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, so having said that, stress can come in so many different forms, work, kids, um, stress with our parents. You know, we mm -hmm. can go kids or we could be taking care of a, a parent. Um, there's just so many things that can affect us yeah, to where um, stress over not getting enough uh, nutrition or exercise, just, yep. just the stress of not taking care of our own body can, can make us less yeah. interested. So in that sex throws well. things off. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. past trauma would be a good one. 100%. You would agree. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
for sure. That's a big um, break. That that actually, I think in her book, she talks about trauma being one of the things that make the gas pedal difficult to to depress. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yep. which makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Depression. I was thinking, um, obviously, that yeah. plays a role. Huge. Um, anxiety, it, which I know anxiety. a thing or two about. Um, that's yep. another thing that makes it hard to step on the on the accelerator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, any sort of disability or medical issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to obviously, you know, I, I get a lot of emails about that saying, um, uh, you know, what am I supposed to do? My partner wants me to be more intimate, but I have this illness, yada, yada. So yeah, yeah. Um, that makes things extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. um, issues with our self-esteem or self-worth. could. Oh, and that's massive you know. for women. I, I was just reading a really cool study earlier today that was talking about how um, they polled thousands and thousands of women and they talked to them about tell me about how you feel about your body and your image and the the correlation between how they felt about their body and how much they enjoyed their sex lives it was like it was really it was perfect perfectly lined up yes <laughs> it was really yeah. it made me so sad as a woman but it also made a lot of sense yeah i think that's something that truly needs to be uh, explored yeah if, if if you're you know in this mismatch with your partner uh and it's causing massive issues not not just like we have a mismatch but we're able to navigate it without either of us feeling massively neglected or anything mm -hmm. um but if you feel like there's problems in that area um it might might be that's an area where we need to obviously pay some close attention to yeah um yep the last one i have is just the overall intimacy and emotional connection of the relationship i mean if mm -hmm. if like i said before sometimes our, our sexual relationship is is an indicator that something is off Mm -hmm. Um, so <clears throat> just really quick, I wanted to give some advice to any men that are higher drive men and mm -hmm. they're, they feel like my wife never wants to, you know, do this or, um, one thing that I would tell you is, um, she needs to know that you value her more than the bedroom. That's first, first and foremost, if you, if your partner doesn't feel like if she feels like you just want to use her body mm -hmm. that that is never going to result in a deeper intimacy or an increased sex drive for her um, right so a, yeah. a question that a man listening to this might throw at you is how can i make my partner feel like i'm not just trying to use their body because Absolutely. i know i'm not but she doesn't know that and i'm not sure how to how to get yep. through so the first, <clears throat> the first advice I would give is that you need to honor her. No, you need to honor when she's oh, not in the mood. Yeah, Very that's, tough to that's tough for them to hear. I'm sure. Yeah, but this is your partner. It's it seems counterintuitive. You mm -hmm. you think if I honor her no and I don't like push the issue, mm -hmm. then it's never going to happen. But right. in reality, if you honor her no and you respect her and you pay attention, you, you may maybe get curious about why there's why the no's are a little bit more frequent than they used yeah. to be. Um, that should lead to better communication and some validation. Like I said before, um, oftentimes, it's not that she's upset with you that you want more sex. It's she's upset because she feels neglected. Yeah, sometimes and, um, the lower drive partner probably has some responsibility in this situation to speak up when absolutely if their partner's saying hey i've noticed that things are really slowing down between us we're not in the bedroom as much 
I would like to hear about your perspective on that. And that can be so hard, especially for women to open up and say what's wrong, especially if we feel like we've been telling you what's wrong for so yep. long. And now you only, you know, now you want to know because you want some action. Exactly. Mm. But exactly. that's, that's our key that he's listening and he wants to know. And it's, it's might be hard to open up about it, but we have to. It's so hard. It's so mm -hmm. hard, especially when you've been invalidated or you feel like you've been just chronically dismissed. It's sure. very difficult for any of us to just say, just tell him you're like, Mm -hmm. I've had that conversation so many times. So mm -hmm. that that's exactly why this thing is so saturated and emotionally charged is because she feels like she has told you and now, now you want to have this talk because mm -hmm. you want something from her. You didn't value the relationship before. And now you just want, you know, now you just want to get off. And uh, right, right. so of course she's going to feel used. And mm -hmm. um, so part of winning her back and rebuilding that trust is honoring her no and talking about it. Um, it always ah, goes back and, to and carrying communication. forth what she's asking for in non bedroom times, right? It's that, not that just is, that's absolutely right. right? That's got to be something you think about throughout the day. Here are the things that she yep. said she needed from me. It's not just at nine o'clock at night when you think you're about yep. to get lucky. It's all day. Yep. I say in Frank. one of my videos that, um, Frank, <laughs> Frank, I told you in one of my videos that four, foreplay started at breakfast. Right. Mama, so. <laughs> right. But it does. Um, it truly it does. does. Yeah. Foreplay starts at breakfast and it continues all throughout the day in the ways that you speak to her mm -hmm. or him, whatever you want. Um, sure. the way that you're treating them, your overall attitude and, um, how you prioritize them or how you don't prioritize them. That these yeah. are, and that goes back to my last point of advice for if it's male to female and mm -hmm. that's um non-sexual affection so many women uh, um complain we, and right, right. rightly so that they're not receiving non-sexual affection mm -hmm. but their partners their male partners still expect like hey how come we're not doing it and yeah. she's like because you have no you don't prioritize emotional connection with me i don't I have no desire mm -hmm. to be sexually vulnerable with you but the average man has no idea what that means. Like and, why? I and understand. I have a little, I have a little insight for the ladies too. I love the insight. I do. Um, so I, I hate, I don't want to overgeneralize, but, um, a lot of times men feel very uncomfortable with non-sexual affection. Um, there's a lot of men who feel like it's not manly to just walk up and give you a hug. Right. And men, men need that they need the physical touch as much as we do, but um, sometimes it's hard for them because they think, gosh, if I just like, if I just come up and squeeze her shoulder, like, does that make me less of a man for needing that physical touch? Mm, so that's tough. That's so important. Some, yeah. Sometimes the men are only getting their physical touch in the bedroom and that's their yep. safe place for that. Um, so that's why it's so, I mean, women say like, why doesn't he just give me a hug every now and then? Sometimes that's why. Sometimes he's battling with a, a societal voice telling him that it's not manly to give non-sexual affection. That is very true. Um, although I would push back and I, I would say that I, I, I would hope that I'm doing a good job at, at trying to do whatever I can to shift the culture and, and make sure men know that that is... Um, oh, good. I, I, you know, I know you do, not, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to say real quick is that I actually just, um, made a video on this is that, um, so often, uh, women are not giving their 
male higher their higher drive male partners non-sexual affection because because he's not respecting the no and what happens is she comes up and hugs him or kisses him and he's and he's like he's like sweet let me let, let me take you right to the bedroom and she's like no i'm not trying to get like i'm not that's okay. not what this is I'm, that is you know, a really fair point i'm really glad you yeah. said that mm-hmm. and so that's something that men need to I've, I've spoken to numerous women that say i don't even want to hug him anymore because yeah. he takes everything as a sign that now i want to be thrown under the bed and i don't sure. that's not what this was about and i'm you know i still i'm just trying to connect with you and, right. and you're you're still you're still trying to use sex as a way to connect with me and that's not how i right. want to connect and so this say- always goes I know we're so we're both so fired up about this, but yeah. for the higher drive partner too, I know how hard that is to feel like yes. all you want is that connection with that person, yeah. and they finally come up and give you a hug, and I know you're like this is this is it because you you feel like man that's the connection yep. that I've been missing, and it's finally happening, yay! And all the yep. you know all the fans. I know that feeling very well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the only thing I would add is that that's where communication, you, both partners need to have a desire for that communication. Therefore, the lower drive per- person needs to be able to have the safety to be able to say, hey, mm-hmm. I need non-sexual affection. Like, I know that every time I hug you, you think that it's bedroom time. That's not yeah. the way I operate. So I want to be able to hug you and kiss you and touch you. Yeah. And I need you to to know me well enough to pick up on the cues that I'm not trying to throw, I'm not trying Ooh, to like get, get thrown on the bed. Yeah. That can be tough for him. You know? But. <laughs> yeah. And the other, <laughs> per, the other person, the higher drive person needs to give out that non-sexual affection Yes, and not make any pushes for the bedroom so that whoever the lower drive person is feels safe that they actually, they're not trying to take advantage of me. They're not trying to, they're just trying to give, they're just trying to connect with me. Totally. I have an idea. Yeah. I've, this just came to me. I did not plan this prior to the episode, so you let me know if this sounds silly. But yeah. what if, what if um, during the course of a day, the partners agreed on some sort of non-sexual touch that, yeah. that they both agreed was definitely not initiating sex, but also made the higher drive partner feel really physically connected and the lower drive partner feel respected? I don't know yeah, what that I love would be. That. Like, um, well, I know that myself and my own partner have kind of little fun, flirty things that we just know after several years together don't mean something's going to happen, but uh-huh. it's, but it's still something fun and kind of flirty. That's nice. It's like a safe, it's like safe actions. It's a, yes. it's a butt pinch in case anybody's wondering, but <laughs> the butt pinch doesn't mean something's going to happen, but it is kind of a fun flirty thing. Um, so yeah. the higher drive partner gets a little bit of excitement and the lower drive partner doesn't feel pressured, but we yep. know, I wish we'd said it explicitly, but we haven't, but I think it's an unspoken agreement between us that that's like a non-threatening way to flirt that kind of satisfies both partners in that way. Yep. I love that you brought up flirting because I I, I tend I have a tendency to neglect talking about it, but mm. you're absolutely right that it's it's so important. And I try to do a video every once in a while about I know in, in Eight Dates, one of your favorite books. I, I love that. Um, yeah, John and Julie Gottman talk about the importance of playfulness together. Yeah, and I know that they did, they weren't specifically talking about sexual playfulness, but I think it that contributes. It does. I think it contributes massively. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. I want to interject here and let everybody know too. Um, 
I'm really bad at flirting. I don't want you guys to listen. Seriously, I don't want you guys to listen and think. I mean, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I don't want them to think like, oh, Ricky and Jimmy, they, their sexual relationship with their partners must be amazing and they know exactly what they're doing. You guys, sure. I am like the most awkward, terrible flirt ever. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll like bring up something that I think is a really neat like science fact and I think I'm flirting with him and it's it's not at all it's so yeah. sad <laughs> yeah um, bringing science into flirting is yeah everyone does that Ricky some people would like it but I didn't pick the kind of partner who does so sometimes we right. think we're flirting and we're not yeah. so I, I yeah. want to just throw that out there for you other awkward yeah. nerds <laughs> I love that um, but yeah but the things that we talked about earlier when you can establish that safety when you've mm -hmm. actually had the conversations um it, i think that the flirting comes a little bit more naturally and if it doesn't come naturally uh, i think that you should at least be challenging yourself like do we flirt and if not yeah. why aren't we flirting if if, it, if it's because you feel neglected if it's because you feel unappreciated if it's because you feel distant mm -hmm. that's okay but it's not okay to just stay there and then yeah. completely neglect playfulness and flirting because yeah. I think that most th fulfilling, thriving relationships have those elements. Yeah, I would think so. Can we, um, can we, can yes. we tell people like a few ways that they might flirt? Asking for a friend, certainly not for myself. Um, what would be First, some? Fun... You bust out your your most dense chemistry book. <laughs> I like to, I like to, yeah. I actually like to pull up like fun or zany, like um, animal mating facts. I think yeah. they're hilarious and he and yeah. he and play That's like and a fun. double that's a double entendre <laughs> flirting. But he it just goes right over hey, his head. Hey, have you he heard this like mating fact about right. the armadillo? Isn't that fascinating? He's and like, that just yeah. Do you want to just go to bed? I don't really want to hear the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so what are what are like some good ways? The butt pinch is great. I highly recommend it. Okay. It's so a let good me one. let me answer your question with another topic that I wasn't okay. planning on talking about today, but it, since it entered my mind, we're going to, we're going to talk about it because this is a, this is our episode for it. <laughs> I used to think that the planned, the planned bedroom time yeah. was, uh, hokey was silly, uh, kind of sad. I also I used, used to think, to think I used that to, as well. I used to think that, mm -hmm. um, now let me tell you why I don't, why I think that that is not um, why I think it's a good idea. You're Sometimes, a proponent depending now. on your, depending yeah. on your, absolutely, I'm 100. percent And okay. here's the reason: it's because of what you were talking about earlier. It's the flirting and the playfulness. So uh -huh. you can think about it two different ways. You can think if 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 you come to an agreement like, hey, Tuesday night is our night. Like Tuesday mm -hmm. night's our night, baby. You know, like <laughs> that is w one. You can think about it sad, like I only get one night. Like this is kind of sad. That doesn't mean you're just getting one night. That just means Tuesday night. We're it gonna is definitely do... going to happen. Yeah. No, it's not definitely going to happen, Ricky. That's that's put too much weight. That's put too much what? pressure. What? Oh wow, no. I'm already confused. All right. You should you do should tell. never you should never make that much pressure on your partner that it's definitely going to happen. I don't care what mood you're in. It's going to happen. Okay. What? A, wait. <laughs> wait. You said Tuesday night was the night. It's not really the night. What? It's Tuesday night's the night. <laughs> We're both going to do our best to make it happen. But life happens. Sometimes oh, you're. Oh, I see. Sometimes you're just something massively something happened sure your partner so maybe somebody gets sick or yeah 
or you yeah. get sick or you just have the worst day ever. Got that's it. not an invitation for your partner to go, no, Ricky, Tuesday night. You this said Tuesday night. night. Okay, got yeah. it. So to, what Tuesday night is, we're both <laughs> going to, a, we're going to do everything we can to prioritize each other sexually Tuesday night. Got it. So, so it doesn't necessarily mean penetration. It could just be like Tuesday night. Oh. Somebody yes. had a bad day and it just ends in a sensual massage, maybe. Absolutely. Something like that. Now, that's something that you can talk about. I love the question, what does sexual fulfillment look like for you? I love mm -hmm. when couples can dive into that and just like curiosity and understanding and really break that down. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because we should want to know that about a, the most important person in our life. Absolutely. But I think what's interesting when it comes to the playfulness and the flirting is if Tuesday night is your night, this is the good way to look at it, mm -hmm. is... You both can make it fun. So like Tuesday, when Tuesday rolls around, mm -hmm. you get to send each other cute little texts about what you're excited about for that ah. night. I'm really excited about X, Y, and Z. Oh, I can't wait to do X, Y, and Z to you. I can't wait to see yeah. you in X, Y, and Z. I'm just saying, you get the opportunity to make this fun. It, it's not just an obligatory, oh, great. I got to, you know, it's I got to put out for my, yeah. yeah. But no, okay. it's like, it's Tuesday. We're we're trying to make this thing fun. We're trying to show each other. We're trying yeah. to prioritize this area. And you can go as much as you want. I mean, you could tease this thing out. You can send them a, a racy picture or a racy text. Sure. And that makes them feel so prioritized and desired. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're excited about this, you know? Totally. And for, and for those lower drive partners, getting the text messages saying, I'm so excited to connect with you later tonight with a little winky winky face and the kissing emoji. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing that makes the lower drive partners feel a little bit more excited about the night instead of just yeah. being grabbed out of nowhere, you know? Now, let me just add to that really quick so we can move on to a different subject, but mm -hmm. I still believe that for the higher drive person, that they still need to be taking into account their lower drive partner. So just because it's Tuesday, that does not mean we go in guns blazing. That means <laughs> that means we take things slow. We cater to whatever level of access they're willing to put in. But uh -huh. at the same time, um, like we said before, it's 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 foreplay and it's non-sexual affection first. It's not just uh -huh. since it's Tuesday, I get to do whatever I want. No, we're still taking into account the preferences of our partner. We're still Got remembering it. that some women are like ovens. They heat up a little bit slower. So we right. need to we need to prioritize that and we need to learn what turns her on and and uh, make her feel safe. We're not just we're not just pouncing on her. Totally. We're kissing her we're kissing her. We're touching her slowly. We're not Ooh. making any we're not making any giant moves to any sensitive areas. Right. Yet. Oh, right. This is a great place for us to segue back and talk about what are some flirtatious kind of things that the higher drive partner can do that's not gunning for the lower drive partner and what are some things that the lower drive partner can do when they might like me be really bad at flirting. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, like some good concrete things. Uh, one of my very favorite things is when my partner comes up to me and he gives me a big hug from behind because it's a surprise. I never know it's coming. And so that's kind of exciting. Yeah. And Sounds then it, a little but it's, scary. <laughs> no, no I know. that's uh, sometimes, it's, sometimes that's okay. <laughs> um, it's part of the fun. <laughs> it is. It's right. <sighs> anyway. Um, is this my so boyfriend? I don't, I don't yeah. know. No, I don't, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's usually in the house. <laughs> Although it is more fun at the mall or something, That's then it does yeah. get a little scary. <laughs> That's a great question. So you put me on the mm -hmm. spot a little bit. So we're going to have to hash this out together and, and our okay. listeners will have to have to send us some, some good. So really. Well, you have to carry this too because I'm not going to be able to contribute. So there's that. No, I'll, yeah. I'll think up some flirting. Um, so yeah, I mean, flirting in my, 
if I'm coming at it from a from a high drive male to a lower drive female, um, mm -hmm. I think flirting for the, especially if it's male to female, um, mm -hmm. I think that we needed as males we need to do a better job at um, telling her why we love her, not just that we love her. Oh, oh, that's great. That yeah. okay. Even when you said that just now, that I am imagining it and I'm feeling very valued and seen, yeah. and not just like a piece of meat. Yeah. Yes. So that's nice. I think we need to do a better job at not just saying you're beautiful or you're sexy because that mm -hmm. those are important, but they're not mm -hmm. the full. That's not the full book. Like you need to be, right. um, you need to be expressing how valuable they are in your life. You need to be talking mm -hmm. about the other characteristics or attributes that don't just involve her looks absolutely and yeah. one great way to know how somebody would want to be complimented is to look for the things that they value in themselves mm. for example i am very proud of my brain i like the way that i think i'm kind of a nerd so if my partner compliments the way that i think or my intelligence on something i'm going to value that compliment a lot more than a physical compliment personally. Yeah. yeah. I think that, um, what are some other really good, like talking about their personality, talking about their generosity, talking about mm -hmm. how they treat others. Those are all talking about how, how much we appreciate their selflessness or, yeah. um, the things that they understanding that we're paying attention to the things that they do for us. Yeah. Um, and also I would, probably guess that a lot of women out there, regardless of whether they're uh, high drive or low drive, they would appreciate it and find it attractive if they knew their man wanted to carry some of that emotional load, some of the mental load of the house and, and just the, and the relationship. Um, mm -hmm. That's a huge turn on. But specific ways of flirting, I probably got off topic, like specifically, no, that's okay. um, specifically flirting. Um, yeah. For me, I know I, I, I always feel like um, as long as I know if Emily somehow shows me that I'm desired, that's like a that's a huge turn on. Like that's a oh, that's her flirting. But okay. go on, I want to hear yours. Yeah, um, I was gonna say too how um, men are very often very touch deprived, and I know that the lower drive partner may be worried about getting their hopes up that something's happening right now, but but non sexual touch like just holding his hand or squeezing his shoulder or giving him a little a little shoulder rub yep. is um i think that goes a really long way even though you might think of your partner as some horn dog who just wants it all the time yep. they actually really want that non-sexual touch as well and um you, that can be part of flirting too and you know we didn't touch on this earlier but but we, we did a little bit in the beginning where we said there isn't a right or wrong partner but we really need to drive home like what you just said right there where so often we just see him not usually there's not a lot of women that are called horn dogs but but the men <laughs> if somebody's being called a man a horn dog it's usually a man yeah. a man and we have to remember um we have to remember intent like what do mm. do we really feel do we really feel like our partner intends to hurt us in this area or intends to take advantage of us in this area some people some might people do think that yeah and some people might be with partners that do that but other times mm -hmm. it's just a it's just like communication. Sometimes there's more to be uh, yeah. broken down than just like, oh, he just wants to use my body. Sometimes yeah. 
it's not just that. Sometimes that's the way he, uh, that's the only way he knows how to connect. That doesn't justify, that doesn't justify his, his neglecting you. I'm just saying like, that's something that we need to explore. Right. But on that, on that note, sometimes people who think that they might be higher drive are lacking in the non-sexual touch and don't realize it. So I'm talking to the men and the women who, who so true. say, Oh, I don't, that's just who I am. I just, I, I, I love sex and I just want it all the time. They might not realize that what they're trying to get through sex is affection. They might not that's, realize that. That's so true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, as the as a, a a lower drive partner might benefit their higher drive partner by giving them non sexual touch, and that higher drive partner might come to realize, wow, that actually kind of scratches the itch more than I expected it to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this falls into the the um, flirting category or more just like the um, enjoying each other category. But do you remember mm-hmm. when Gottman talks about? Um, the six second kiss, he says, yeah, when, yeah. When yeah. you leave, like when you leave for work, you need to mm-hmm. give each other, if you can, if you know, some, sometimes times are off, but if you yeah. can see your, if you see your partner in the morning before one of you leaves for the day or mm-hmm. both of you leaves for the day, whatever it is, um, he says, give a six second kiss, but he doesn't. And that's so important because he goes into detail about what this kiss really is. It's not just mm-hmm. a peck. It's not just a peck. It's not just holding you know, your face and somebody else's for right. six seconds. <laughs> and you're counting. It's yeah. <laughs> he says it should be a little bit like, I can't wait to see you later type of kiss. Ah, there's some desire behind there's it. There's something there. Yeah. Um, and I and think for that's the lower so... drive partner, it's kind of safe because if very they're safe. on their way to work, yep. you know, it's not like something's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, I like it's that. Very I'm safe. glad you yeah. brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about how important that is in, in, in any fulfilling relationship it's you know like we said earlier it's not necessarily about the sex per se it's about the intimacy and the desire um and the connection and oftentimes those types of kisses are lacking in a lot of relationships oh i want to make an admission right here like right here for everybody listening as much as i love gottman and as much of their stuff that i've read my partner and i have never done the six second kiss before ever yeah. So I think um, when he gets back from this trip, I might suggest that. We'll see. We'll see yeah. how that goes. That we'll see. It's kind of scary thinking about it, but I think that could be really great. <laughs> We're going to let you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll report back, listeners. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think about that all the time. I think about the before mm-hmm. the work. He says before work. And then when you get home mm-hmm. and then and then when you go to bed. Now, that's three six second kisses where you're showing your partner some sort of affection. He, he says we should be doing three of them. When you go this to work, a lot. When, you, when, you, when you when you go to work, when <laughs> yeah. you go to work, when you come back home, when you reunite at the end of the day, and then at the end of, and the at the very oh, end of the wow. day at nighttime. I missed. Now, the, I must have skimmed over that in the book. I was like, ah, that sounds hard. Yeah. Now, what's so important about those is those aren't all leading to the bedroom. We all need to remember, yeah. like this is so that's what establishes that safety. What about the safety. one at night? What about the one at night though? That one's got a higher chance of something. That one happening. has a higher chance, but that's <laughs> but that's where we have to. For any man, I would I wouldn't want to speak on behalf of women, but on behalf of <laughs> yeah. men, if she's bold enough to give you that kiss, uh-huh. where where she makes you feel like, hey, I love kissing you, right? You need to be tuned in to her cues. You need to can like, he, can he ask directly? 
Um, I would. Or I wouldn't. I wouldn't put wouldn't? that pressure on her. I would. Okay. I would just pay attention to her cues. When a woman, usually, usually, mm-hmm. if she gives, especially if she gives you that kiss, and you're in a healthy relationship, not a relationship she feels comfortable enough to tell you when she is in the mood. There, that's that's mm. a whole different subject. Yeah. But in a healthy relationship, we can talk about that stuff. So okay, wait. H- yeah. Help out. Help out the lower yeah. drive partner here too. Um. So it's nine thirty at night. Yeah. And you're the lower drive partner giving your partner that six second kiss. Which is very courageous. At night, it's so courageous. You're being yeah, very brave because so... <laughs> you're because you're a little scared. Yeah. What if so they try to, this, you know? Yeah. What's this terrified partner going to do? Like, OK, Gottman said I have to give the six second kiss at night, but I don't want him thinking this is going to lead to something. So what do, I what think do we what do you do that? is you give the kiss mm-hmm. and then and then you're going to know that he's trying to go for more and you're just going to have to you're going to have to shut it down that's about respecting the no you're gonna have to say i'm i'm just not it's it's just not tonight now here's an interesting point um okay when we give the it's not tonight spiel which which we're perfectly allowed to give it's perfectly fine for you to say not tonight that's perfect Mm -hmm. and he and he should not be sulking he should not be rolling over and pouting that's very important (laughs) we already talked about that because because that leads to when you do that, that leads to more no's. That leads to less kisses in the future where she's like, well, I'm not going to kiss you if you're just going to not even yeah. respect me when I'm not, you know. So, And you're saying, hey, high drive partners, maybe don't use that as a key to start groping. And hey, lower drive partners, yep. you need to be able to be... Is, are there kind ways to say not tonight? Because that's hard. It's hard to tell your yeah. partner not tonight. You Especially just said it. when you know just they're like excited. That. Yeah. <laughs> just not tonight. So, yeah, oh, so that's man, just direct like that. Ouch. So that's yeah. one thing that I was that's one thing that I want to talk about that other people might disagree with. Um mm-hmm. and that's I feel like you have every right to say not tonight. But mm-hmm. I did read somewhere and I agreed with it. It's just somebody else's opinion, but they mm-hmm. said that you should kind of give them like a time frame in a way, in a nice way. Like, hey, oh, let's that's let's hopeful. try for tomorrow night. That's hopeful. Like, yeah. 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 And and I guess also good to note that a lower drive partner doesn't need to give a reason why, no. you know, no is Not a no. But if you're able to give your higher drive partner some hope for the future yeah. and, and mean it, right? Not an empty <laughs> hope, not an empty promise, yeah. um, but some hope. Like, I would really love to try tomorrow night. They could be very excited about that. I think I in a healthy think. relationship, I don't see any reason why that would be weird. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it can be low. It can be loaded, though. It can be charged for people. It can be sure. very charged for people. But that goes back to what I was saying real quickly about about him understanding cues. So yeah. like she gives she's she's vulnerable, courageous. She gives you that kiss that she wants you to know, like, hey, I love kissing you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily in the mood. Like, I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm in the mood. Yeah. That's something that's where you can. Um, that's let me put it to you this way. If the lower drive partner is giving you that kiss and she doesn't want to be, she or he doesn't want to be like completely bold about it and just be like, hey, mm-hmm. let's let's make this something, you know, a little bit more exciting tonight. Mm-hmm. Then she, the lower drive partner needs to, if they've decided in their heads, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take this a little further tonight. Then they need to show that with their, with the way that they're touching them. They need to show that with the way that, they, you know, with different very clear signals yes. you're saying clear signals but is, not this is happening yeah. you don't have to say it with your words because the advice i would give for the higher drive person is not to grope the lower drive person 
So they yeah. need to like, so you need to be like communicate, you need to be giving each other cues. Like mm-hmm. you can't just kiss him like that. If it's the, if it's this way, you can't just kiss mm-hmm. him like that and then just not do anything and then be like, well, I would have done more if you wanted it. It's like, well, if it's the higher drive person, you need to, I'm telling them to respect you and not grope you. So you need to be a little bit more, um, assertive in like, uh, like, no, that makes I know. Sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, cause I think it's, it's definitely one of the moves that women do where we are not good about showing our partner. I hear that, that all the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard for us to show our partner that it's go time. It can't yeah. be. It so. feels like a double standard. I don't mean to call out the, no, the, the low, I don't mean to call out the lower drive person, but you mm-hmm. don't want them to grope you every time, but then you mm-hmm. won't tell them when, when it's okay, when it's okay. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, they're obviously stuck because yeah, they're guessing yeah. and they're like, they're going to grope all the time because one of these times it might work. Yeah. And can I tell you something really quickly? Um, yeah, please do. Just from a male perspective, it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that women should feel bad about this. If it's whatever, whichever way, I'm just saying from the male perspective, Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard to be rejected. Um, It's hard for women too, Jimmy, just saying, I just saying, I, I really, I want to say for on, for all higher drive partners, it's, it's nobody likes hearing no, especially when they're, you know, they're in the mood, the hormones are raging, like man that's so disappointing yeah it's hard to absolutely hear no, no matter what you are man or woman yeah but that still goes back to it never justifies us guilt tripping them or any of that stuff i'm just saying rejection is hard we should yeah. we should be cognizant and sensitive to that when we are rejecting our partners which is going to yes. happen i think a lot of lower drive partners i will hear that they really struggle with the guilt of turning their partner down all the time yep yep and, that and that's really sad that makes me sad too. And that goes back to those things that we talked about earlier. Like let's, let's, let's start to at least kind of be curious about where our load drive is. Is there anything that can be done? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's nothing that can be done. That's just the way that your libido mm-hmm. is like you're, some people are in great relationships where they would say our intimacy is fine. Like our closeness is, we would both agree that we're friends and yada, yada, but ah. I just don't have a desire. I don't have a desire. So I see. And there are also partners who the relationship can be kind of volatile and, and train wrecky, and they still definitely have a very high drive. Very much so. That's so here's, true. here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's the low, you have a low drive partner, um, for whatever reason, you know, it's, they're just, they just have a low libido. Mm-hmm. Does, do they need to serve their higher drive partner? Like, here's what's a little bit confusing for me sometime. And I've gotten stuck in this cycle too. Mm-hmm. Should we only be having sexual intimacy when the lower drive person says so? That is a yeah. controversial question. Absolutely. And I know you, yeah. I know you've seen it both ways online because you, you run the risk you run the risk of telling a lower drive partner that they need to be engaging when they really don't feel like engaging, which is, which is dangerous, kind of dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. It can actually make the lower drive partner start to hate sex. So that's rough. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right. But at the same so, time. But at the same time, if the couple only has sex when someone with a much lower drive wants to, they might never be jumping in bed. And that and that can yeah. be the kind of thing that would make a higher drive partner seriously consider 
does this relationship serve my needs? Because it doesn't feel like there's any room for me to have a high drive here. Right. That's so tough. I guess what I would say, trying to be as sensitive as I can, because mm -hmm. I, like I said in the beginning, I never want a person to do something that they truly don't want to do. Mm -hmm. But I think there should be a little bit of a, of a Venn diagram or a gray area, as you, whatever you want to call it, where you're not repulsed by the idea. Um, like, I guess I would say, well, would, would you like yeah. to hear how I navigate it in my own relationship? Which without, <laughs> would I ever? yeah, without revealing which partner is which, yeah. um, we like most partners have different drives. I'll yep. just put it that way because I'm sure everyone listening goes, huh, me too. And yep. so what we do um, when the lower drive partner does not feel like getting, like doing the horizontal tango. Also take a shot every time Jimmy and I try to avoid <laughs> saying the word sex. Love um, that. <laughs> uh, when the lower drive partner is not feeling it and the higher drive partner really is feeling it, the, the onus of responsibility is on the higher drive partner to make the situation conducive to the lower drive partner's preferences. So what we do there is um, it might be a night where sexy time doesn't happen, but if you're raring to go and you're the higher drive partner, you might be giving the lower drive partner a sensual massage. That yeah. could be how the night goes. And I have to say for the higher drive partner in my relationship, it actually seems to go pretty great. And mm. sometimes the lower drive partner ends up getting in the mood anyway, yeah. because they didn't even realize they just needed a, a de-stressing massage in order to get there. So, yeah. um, so for us, we'll engage in something that's not overtly sexual, but yes. kind of a compromise between the two things. And sometimes it ends up going great for the higher drive partner. And sometimes the higher drive partner will realize that they weren't even in the mood. And mm. they just really wanted some touch, so that's that. kind of neat too. Yeah. You know what else I've heard, and I don't, know, I don't know if other people would agree with this, but, um, but I think about it now a lot, um, mm -hmm. far too much. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> is um, a scale like of zero, like zero is, uh, it's not going to happen. Oh. Like don't, like it's not going to happen. I'm 100 percent positive it's not going to happen. Right. But then, but then that there's a scale there. So it's like a percentage of chance. Absolutely. Okay. So. And the reason I say that is because, like I said earlier, um, a lot of women mm -hmm. heat up like ovens. So, oh um, no, 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 yeah. it's not a okay. So I mis I misread that. Oh, I'm sorry. Which happens right between men and women talking. Yeah, um, that's a sex joke too. So I so what I'm trying to say is, um, it's not what percentage of a chance do we have of this turning into sexy time? You're saying the woman can tell her her partner where she's at from a from a zero to ten is that what you're saying yeah yeah well yeah so so i'm just saying like let's think about the scale so mm -hmm. um if the high if you know your high drive partner is in the mood mm -hmm. and they're trying to feel you out to see where you know if there's any chance of this happening tonight yeah they might ask you kind of where you're at on that scale um, okay if you're a zero then that means we're not gonna I mean, like we can still do massaging. We can still take a shower together. We can still touch whatever, mm -hmm. but like, it's not going to happen. Don't got it. Don't oh, push, got don't it. push any farther. Cause like, it's not gonna happen. Now, 
But what if she says like, what if she says like, well, I'm like, I mean, I'm like a three or a four. In my Mm -hmm. opinion, that means I'm not into it right now, but I'm open to, Mm. like you said before, kind of creating an environment where maybe this could happen. Um, Got it. And maybe that even looks like foreplay. Maybe that even just looks like some like kissing. Maybe that looks like taking a bath together. I mean, we don't know, but like whatever that, whatever that is for you, it's just the point of like, I think in long-term relationships for me, I would say marriages, but I know that not everybody's like that, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the kind thing to do if you're in a healthy relationship and you want to serve each other, I feel like we should be open it's okay to be at a zero. Sometimes you're at a zero and you just right. say, I'm at a zero. But if you're always at a zero, that might be a problem. Like sometimes yeah. you're not at really a zero. You're like a three or four. And yeah. I would hope that you and your partner can figure out ways to navigate that where it's like, okay, what are some things we can do to see if yeah. maybe you yeah, yeah. heat up a little bit like an oven would and... If you it's- don't, that's fine. But if you do, <laughs> then it's a win-win. Like, I mean, totally. you know, so... And I think it's really interesting, though, too, that that you thought a three meant there's a chance. Because <laughs> when you said it just Oof. now, <laughs> I was hearing the hypothetical partner say three, and I was like, there's no chance. <laughs> oh, see, but, I um, guess it, so I guess in yeah, my mind, like so zero funny. to ten, well, the five would be like, you're right on the fence. Like a five would be like, mm, oh, God. Well, yeah, but it's but, yeah. but a three would be on the wrong side of the fence, right? For sure. Like, Okay. But it's not a zero. If I said three, that would be like, it's probably not going to happen. Tonight. Oh, that's true. You're right. But, uh, I'm just saying, so, so okay, 4. different 5. people, okay, different people have different, their scales mean different things. That's something that has to be I'm just saying that to. you're starting at a three, but you're yeah. like, I'm willing to see if I could get to a four, five, six. Yeah. Well, and it takes it's, different it's, partners, different amounts of time to climb the scale as well. Exactly. I know that exactly. I think, I think. I think there are a lot of men who could relate to the statement that a two could very quickly turn into a 10. And there are a lot of women who can relate to the statement that sometimes it takes a lot of work to get from a three to a five. Oh my so, gosh. Something Absolutely. to consider. Yeah. Very much something so. Something to consider. Can I, um, can I ask you something? So mm-hmm. I just made a video. I haven't actually looked at the comments yet and I'll tell you why mm-hmm. in a second. I thought it would be, I thought it'd be fun to make a video where I said, when do you find it was specifically two women about men. When mm-hmm. do you find your when do you find the man in your life the most sexually attractive? I love that. I I watched the video and oh, I commented did. because I thought it was so it was such a good one. Let me tell you why yeah. I haven't looked at the comments yet because I think collectively I have like over 5000 comments and so I haven't read them Are because like serious? there's it's so many. many. It was at 500 last I looked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, I so, have to go yeah. back. I want to see what people say. Yeah. So why don't you give me your guess? I About, haven't read them yet. Oh, like, what well, do you I think? Can, what do you, well, first yeah. I want your personal opinion and then I want your collective. What do you think that most females said about their males? Yeah. This, about is, their male this is when they find their partner the most sexually attractive. Sure. What characteristics in right. them do they find most sexually attractive or just like, you know? Yeah, I guess um, as a woman, um, I would expect that most women would say I find my partner the most sexually appealing when he is expressing to me that I'm important to him. That yep. I'm going to guess that that's of the vast majority of your, of your comments as a woman. And, um, yeah, 
I bet that they. I haven't read them, but I bet you that they all center. And this is going to sound arrogant. I don't. I don't mean. To, I don't mean that. I'm just saying, like, if I had to guess, based off all the knowledge that I have so far, mm-hmm. I would guess that it centers around um, open and honest communication, vulnerability, yeah. and what you just said, where it's like, yeah. he, I, I know that he's he's treating me with his words and actions that I'm valuable. Yeah, it is. It is insane how hot that is from a woman's perspective to have your to have your guy say, "You know what? You are so special to me." I don't know, yeah. but I'm talking. Yeah. That's my two to ten. That's my two yeah. to ten. Hearing something like that. Yeah, and you know what? I got a com- one of the. I read. I did read one comment that was from a man, and he said, mm-hmm. he said, um, nobody is sexy with a mop in their hand, and that's all he said. And, oh my goodness. And I thought really? to myself, and I thought to myself, well, this is the problem. Like, this is mm-hmm. the problem. So here's what he doesn't get. Mm-hmm. She's not finding you physically sexy because you have a mop in your hand. Right. Right. Like you, you've completely missed it. Like you, you missed the point. This oh. is the point. This is the problem. It's Frank, like you, get the computer Frank. away from Frank. He's not allowed to comment on the stuff. Jeez. Stop commenting. Frank. <laughs> oh man. But like, that's a big problem with a lot of like, if that, and that's why I asked the question, because I said in yeah. the video, I said in the video, I bet a lot of men think that they know the answer to what you're going to say, but yeah. y- you won't say the answer that they're not, that they're thinking. Share it with and me, because a of the lot problem. of our listeners are women. What do, what do you oh, think yeah. the men think that we think? Well, this is one aspect. I'm sure that this isn't everybody. I don't want to put right. everybody in the Frank category, but right. <laughs> a, a lo- there's a lot of men that think nobody's sexy with a mop in their hand. But yeah. what happened is you missed the... Com- you missed the whole point of it. She doesn't find you physically attractive because you have a mop in, the, in your hand. She finds you emotionally sexy and because safe, emotionally safe, that's emotionally safe. I, that's how I would feel about that because, what, but I'm because she knows that she's valuable. You're not just putting that task on her. You're not just, in, you're not entitled. You're not just assuming that she, yeah. she's the wife. She needs to mop the floor. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do some of that, when you take that mental load off, when you take initiative, mm-hmm. initiative is a huge one. I mean, I, I hear that complaint and justifiably so where there's so many women that say, I, sh- I don't need to tell you. Why do I need to tell you to take the trash out? You live yeah. here too. I shouldn't have to tell you to do the dishes. Like if there's dishes in the sink, you do them just because when I walk by a sink full of dishes, I'm not expect. I'm not assuming you're going to do them. Like, yeah. So- have you seen that old movie, The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston? Uh, and Vince Vaughn? Have you not seen that? It's, yeah, that? and Vince Vaughn. Uh-huh. I, know, I haven't seen like, it, but I know who's in it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's this. There's a scene where she's like, I I want you to I want do you the to dishes. Want to do, yes. Yeah, I want, I want you to I want, want, you to, want to, do to do the dishes. Yes. And he's like, I'm never going to want to want to do the dishes. Just ask me to do the dishes when they need yep. to be done. And it's like, that's ah, the exact that's initiative. issue. Yep. Yeah. That initiative is sexy for any man that's listening, Frank. I know yeah. you tuned out. You're wake up, Frank. But <laughs> grab that, that mop. It is that sexy. initiative is. is sexy, not because yeah. you're holding the mop. She doesn't right. care that you're. She knows you've put on a couple pounds. Like it's she's not finding you physically attractive with a mop in your hand. So, yeah. anyways. Oh, so I asked yeah. you what it what it is that you think men would answer. Like I know they say nobody. What do they think? Do, what do they think the women want them to do? I have no idea. To be sexy, really? I, I, I would imagine it, it, it. I would imagine its appearance. I would imagine they think yeah. that because I I just don't think enough men understand women. Yeah, I have yeah. a I have a funny anecdote here though too. Um, 
my my partner Chris and I were floating down the river in Fairbanks, which is really fun to do if you're ever in Alaska. Fairbanks has a great river for floating down. Mm. So we're floating down the river, and um, we see this guy on the beach, just ripped out of his mind, jacked, just muscles yeah. on his face. I mean, I've I've never seen yeah, such yeah, a yeah. muscular individual. And he pointed at him, and he said, "That's probably what you like, huh?" And huh. I said. I don't like that at all. Like not mm. not even like a 1% like. Like I admire that that guy probably spends all his time in the gym and that's hard to do, but yep. I I feel 0% attracted to that person and I don't ever want you to think that that's what I'm looking for. So I was really surprised that that's what he thought that I would want. It's not at all. Isn't that? Yeah. That's so interesting. Mhm. It was um, eye opening anyway. Yeah, so I don't remember where we were at, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. Well, we a it long was. time ago we were talking about flirting, but um, maybe yeah. we could talk about some some other ways to to bridge the gap from the higher yes. drive and the lower drive partner. Yeah, I would love that. Um, my guess would be we've kind of already touched on how important communication is when it comes mm -hmm. to understanding um, what fulfillment actually looks like. But I also think. I also think the major problem in relationships um, is is that is that labeling where we see them as they're they're wrong to want so much, but really at the heart of it, we just mm -hmm. feel neglected. So I mm -hmm. think that that's something. I think you really need to pay attention to like what do I really think about them when they when when they want more sex than I do? What am I really what? assumptions or what labels am I putting on them? Am I, mm -hmm. am I thinking that they're just a pervert? Because so many people uh, do. So many people just think that you're kind of just disgusting for wanting, like you want yeah. it way too much. And on but, the other side for the higher drive partner, um, demonizing their lower drive partner for being cold or insensitive much. or yep. not caring about my sexual needs. Yeah. I think that it's mm -hmm. so important that we go back to the basics. Let's go back to the beginning of your relationship. In the beginning of your relationship, you both actually wanted to serve each other. Mm. In the beginning of your relationship, yeah. if somebody had a higher drive and you could tell that they really they really were excited about some intimacy mm -hmm. with you, you would be more open to yeah, and figuratively and literally. <laughs> And in the, in the same way, um, if your partner had a stomach ache, there's no way you would be groping them. You would be like, "Let me, I'm gonna get you the hot pad and a yep. blanket." You yep. know? Yep. You respected mm -hmm. them more. So yeah. I think that we need to get back to those basics and and at least be honest about the fact that we're not. Um, yeah. We don't. I think here's here's what I'm trying to say. If you don't have a desire to sexually serve your partner anymore that's a red flag that you need to be paying attention to. Yeah. Um, counseling can help too. If you are listening Absolutely. to this going, I actually don't have any desire to serve yeah. my partner sexually in any yep. capacity. That is a, that's a, a one way ticket to couples yep. counseling could be the thing that, that helps yep. you guys out there. And let me tell you, I don't demonize you at all. I, mm -hmm. I, if I was in your shoes, listener, mm -hmm. I would feel the same way. You, mm -hmm. you don't, it's perfectly normal and natural to not want to be sexually vulnerable with someone that you don't trust or that you're yes. not emotionally connected to or that you feel like is neglecting you or taking you for granted. 100%. Nobody wants to be sexually vulnerable with somebody in those in those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So if that's you, um, I would just say don't don't let this continue on where where you just feel like 
Um, there's just too much of a conflict there. I think those are things where you, we, we need to be assertive and say, you know what, here's, here's something that I I haven't heard a lot of female low, low drive females say to their high drive males. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? I want to have more sex with you. Oh, and then she says, or, or, you know, he says, what? (laughs) And and she says, yeah, "Yeah, I want to have more sex with you. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, so that, so now like, and she's right. like, no, no, I'm no, it's, that's just the starter of a conversation. See, that's so much more that gets him so much more engaged than, you know, you never take me out anymore. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think that well, you what, should what be you're honest. Saying is, you know? is by her saying, I want to have more sex with you. It's I recognize that that's important to you and I yeah. care about that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, don't say it if it's not true, but right, like, if, right. it's, if it's true, if you're like in the future, I would, I would like us to have yeah. a mutually fulfilling. And a good life. place to mention that serving your partner sexually doesn't just mean giving it up when you don't want to, which is no. not what we're advocating for. I'm saying serving your partner sexually can also mean respecting their nose, even when you're really ramped up. That's for a sure. way to sexually serve as well. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Anyways, those are my two two cents. That's my long two cents on it. Cool. No, I think that was a good one. That was a really good one. Um, if if you want to hear more, uh, want to learn more about um, Emily Nagoski's um, see, the two system mechanism, which is your sexual excitation system and sexual inhibition system, if you want to figure out. Uh, yeah, I want to know more about my gas pedal and my brake pedal and figure out where I'm at and where my partner's at. That book is a gem. So that's, um, I guess you can get it probably anywhere that you get books. And another book that's a gem is Ricky's book. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, thank you. I mean, I I like it. I'm a fan. Um, yeah. So anyways, we won't, we won't, we won't take up too much of your time. We're actually extremely, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grateful that we're, that you were here for us today. Yeah, and um, and I gotta say, I, um, I <laughs> sometimes we know what you're saying, Jimmy. But no, it's <laughs> I do the same thing. Um, I was kind of worried that no one was listening to this. You know, it's it's a we're new podcasters. It's a thing to worry about. We but are. Yeah. I have to say, I've been getting a lot of messages from people who are like, I've listened to every episode, and this is so helpful. And um. I can't get enough of those messages. They fuel oh, the fire. Me neither. Podcasting is terrifying, you guys. So if you want to send me and Jimmy messages and let us know like what what you like hearing in the podcast, or just yes. let us know that it's helpful. It, Say it, it was way too fire. long. You should have cut it off like forty five right. minutes ago. Yeah. Right. Like your guys' <laughs> jokes are terrible, and Ricky interrupts right. Jimmy the entire episode. Oh, like, which maybe... is not true, by the way. <laughs> um, but I it, do a I lot just, of the interrupting. See, did it right there. We, we there we go, and I'm. Italian, so I'm very comfortable with that. So it's no big deal. Um, yeah. But I, I want to say like thank you to oh, the folks you. who have been here, like all eight episodes. Um, thanks, guys. Like, what? Yeah. I, my biggest hope for this is that it's helpful for everyone. I know that's your hope too, right? Yeah, and I love the fact that we can kind of uh, extrapolate and we can explore these mm-hmm. ideas and get really down into the nitty gritty because um, sometimes that's so hard to do on on Instagram or TikTok. Absolutely. It, we don't have enough time to talk about no. this stuff. And people's attention clips. spans are very small, which is fine. I know you're very yeah. busy, but when they do a podcast, they're, 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 um, committing to mm. like, I'm going to listen to this for 45 minutes or however yeah. long. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, I'm 
I'm glad to be a voice that someone wants to listen to for 45 oh, gosh. minutes to I'm an I'm extremely hour. Yeah, humbled. Yeah. yeah. And my friends are grateful too, because that means they don't have to sit through all this <laughs> chatter, right? Like I get to have this with you guys yep. and Jimmy and yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll we talk to my it. friends about strange mating facts and see <laughs> if it goes well. <laughs> That's I'm a really I'm a great way to end this. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. See you next time. See you next time.